0: Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. We're going to talk this morning about a, a subject called vessels and conduits. Huh. You say what? Mm-hmm vessels and conduits and uh, as I was praying about what to talk about today I really heard the Lord uh, speak to me that we I know me as a person but we as a people uh, need to be in a position to receive things from the Lord this year and I don't mean things receive things as if just for ourselves but how many of you know that when we receive things from the lord we receive things to be an overflow Uh, god told abraham he said go out from your country from what you're used to and go to a land that i will show you he said and i'll bless you and you'll be a blessing what is be a blessing it means you're an overflow means god's blessings on you isn't for you I've heard some people say, you know, I don't pray for more because I already have everything that I need. Well, so so all your prayers are for you? (laughs) If all your prayers are for you, then you don't need to pray for more. We need to pray that God would make us a blessing. Can somebody say amen this morning? That we're not just blessed, but that we are a blessing to others. But in order to receive and be a blessing, we need to be vessels and conduits. And I want to point out some scriptures about this because I think that this is very appropriate for the, the last Sunday of the year, especially going into something brand new next year. How many would say, I want to be a vessel for the Lord? Yeah. How many would say, I want to be a conduit for the Lord? Yeah. Okay. So for 2 Timothy chapter 2, would you, open, uh, would you look at your paper there? Second Timothy chapter 2. And verse 2 says this. Read this out loud with me, would you? Ready? Read. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every. Good I want you to notice verse 21. If anyone cleanses himself from the latter, what is the latter? The latter means the later thing he talked about, which is the dishonor. If someone would cleanse themselves from dishonor, then he'll be a vessel of honor sanctified. He'll be a vessel of honor useful for the master. This scripture in and of itself just points out exactly what we're talking about, that if we don't cleanse ourselves from dishonorable things, then we're not useful for the master. <laughs> Can somebody give me an amen on that. I said if, we're, if we don't cleanse ourselves from the dishonorable things, just right in the scripture, then we're not fit, sanctified, and useful for the master. And I want you to notice who it's dependent on to be used by God. It's not dependent on God. Sometimes we go, God, use me. But, but the scripture says here, if we cleanse ourselves from the latter, we'll be useful. We can sit here and pray, God, use me all day long. <laughs> but can I tell you, he ain't going to use you if you don't do what his word says. Amen. So, so we're reading this here. He says, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he'll be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Do you think that if you're sanctified and useful to the master that God would want to use you? In other words, you think God's going to sideline you if you're useful? Jesus prayed. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest would send laborers in the harvest because the harvest is great, but the labors are what? So what he was saying was, fit laborers, useful laborers, are not in abundance. So if you're in a place that you're useful to the Lord, he's gonna use you, I promise you. If you wanna be used by God, God is gonna use you. If he's not using you, then there's, we're not in a, we haven't put ourselves in a position to be used by God. You say, I wanna be used more. If he's not using you more, then we haven't put ourselves in a position to be used more. I just wanna, I just wanna show you, this scripture has more to do with us than it has to do with God. He says, therefore, if anyone, who is he talking to? Anyone. Did he exclude anyone? He said, did he exclude anyone? No. He said, therefore, if anyone would cleanse himself from the dishonor, he'd be a vessel of honor, sanctified. Sanctified is set apart. And useful for the master prepared for every good work. Now, this word vessel the definition is this. It's a hollow container, especially one used to hold liquids such as a bowl, like a you know, bowl or plate or a cast, chiefly in or alluding to a, the biblical use, a person especially regarded as holding or embodying a particular quality. They're a vessel. Lord, use this lowly vessel, you, you would hear someone say. Let, let me serve you As you will, Lord. Use this vessel. But it's a bowl. It's a container. It's what we talked about in worship today, that we open ourselves up and say, God, I'm a vessel to be used by you. Put your portion inside of me, Lord, and use me to minister and to love other people. Vessels are like dishes. Some are used for honor and some are used for dishonor. Some are used for honor like china. I grew up with a mom who had a china cabinet. Okay? My wife has a china cabinet and has fine china in there. I mean, we was on our r- wedding registry and people bought us china and it's full of china. You know how, much, how, many, how many times we've used that china in 20 years? I mean, what do you think? Five times in 20 years we've used that china? Why? It's not, it's not meant to be used all the time. It's used for certain purposes, honorable purposes. And he says some are used for honor like fine china and some are for common use. In other words, your everyday dishes that you'd use all the time. Can I tell you, you choose whether the china is useful or not. Now, I want you to put up this picture of this. This is uh, dirty dishes. Look at that picture of dirty dishes on the screen. If you had a guest that came over, and they came over for the first time, came over to your house, and you were going to feed them, and you had dirty dishes that were there, would would, would you feed them on those dishes? you're scaring me. <laughs> Would you feed them on the dishes? No, I wouldn't feed them on the dishes. Why? Are they fit for use? No, but are the, can those dishes serve people? But why aren't they fit for use? Because they're dirty. So in order to make them fit for use, what do they have to do? What do you have to do? You have to clean them up. What if you say, I, I'm not cleaning the dishes? Then are the dishes going to be used? They're not fit for use. What if it was someone else that was cooking And you looked over and you said, hey, here's the dishes. I wanted to bring some dishes because we have some guests that are coming over. No, would they use the dishes? They wouldn't use the dishes. What would be making them fit for use if we cleaned up the dishes, okay? Uh, You choose whether you're useful or not by the ability of you to, through the word of God, clean yourself and through the blood of Jesus, clean yourself. Clean vessels are useful. You don't serve guests dirty dishes, you don't serve guests on dirty dishes. Now, now look at this next picture here. Look at this. That is, what is that? That's like fine dishes. Clean, beautiful. Which one would you rather eat off of? Yeah. You know, but, and this is what the Lord, when the Lord wants to serve people, when the Lord wants to love people, when the Lord wants to minister to people, and we say, so God's looking for perfection? No, because if he was, none of us would be fit for it. But when I tell you, when he provides the washing detergent and he provides the soap and the sponge and the clean water and he provides all those things to get washed up, he expects us to get washed up. Amen. It's called laziness if we don't wash ourselves up. And some of us, I mean, just, just come on, would you admit it? Some of us need to get cleaned up from some things in order to be more useful to the Lord okay, pictures of dirty dishes, of clean dishes. Before guests arrive, you decide which dishes that you're going to use. And can I tell you, before the Lord wants to minister to somebody, he decides which dishes he wants to use too. And so I know some people are saying, God, why aren't you using me? <laughs> There's your word. <laughs> now, that's not to condemn anybody. It's to, it's to help us to, to realize God wants to use all of us in big capacities. But it requires what? It requires us doing something. To clean those dishes, to to clean our vessels. You don't serve guests on dirty dishes. Uh, You know, I remember we had a special guest come over to our house, Leslie Kegel. He's a a, a missionary. He's actually a man of God from Sri Lanka. And uh, and he came over and and, uh, and this man has raised the dead on three different occasions. And this man is, I mean, just miraculous. He'll walk through the streets and people will just be, you know, healed. I mean, like in the book of Acts. I mean, but uh, Tiffany and I had him over the house for dinner. What do you think we fed him on? You think we fed him on paper plates? No, we pulled out the. That was one of the five times we used our china, right? We pulled out our china, right? We put out our china. We said, "Hey, this is this is a man of God right here," right? We put that out before him. He said, "Oh, very nice, very nice." See, so, yeah, we eat on those all the time. Yeah, no, no just kidding. I don't want to be struck dead. No, but, but uh, we used for special guests. We use special clean plates. I want you to listen to this note. The point of the vessel is to feature what's on the plate. Dirty vessels take the focus away no matter what the food quality is. You can walk into a fine dining restaurant and if you have dirty utensils and dirty plates, do you focus on the food? Do you say, it's okay, the food's good. I really like the food though, right? No, you can't even focus on the food. In fact, what do you do? You push the plate away, right? You don't even eat the food. And that's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he says, Therefore I discipline myself, lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. In other words, don't disqualify the gospel, don't disqualify what the Lord is serving, the pureness of the Lord. I'm not talking about the way you dress. And I'm not talking about the way that we, you know, are, do you smell good and do you you have clean, you know, do you present yourself well. No, I'm talking about there's something on the inside called sin that the enemy wants to contaminate us with. And the Bible says have no part of it. Can someone say amen? In James chapter 1, verse 27, it says this. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. To visit orphans and widows in their trouble, listen, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Keep oneself unspotted from the world. God even likes spot-free dishes. Keep oneself unspotted from the world. In other words, the world doesn't, didn't only cont- not contaminate me and get me dirty. They don't even have a spot on me. That's actually what Jesus said. He said, the wicked one has nothing in me. There's nothing in me that he can touch. Conduit. A conduit. What is a conduit? Well, a conduit is a channel for conveying water or other fluid a conduit for conveying water to uh, the power plant. A person or organization that acts as a channel for the transmission of something, the office acts as a conduit for ideas to flow through the organization. So conduits are simply a flow through. A conduit uh, doesn't generate things themselves. A conduit doesn't conduit doesn't come up with the water or the information or the fluids to pass through. No, it simply is a flow through. They transport fluid from one place to the other. For the best use they must stay connected to the inflow and to the outflow and they must stay clean. I'm talking about this morning, listen, to be used by God, you have to stay connected to the source, right? That's why we come to church. Because not that the church is the source, no, but God's word is the source. And the Bible says, how shall they hear without a preacher? It's important to have the word of God ministered to you and to get ministered to by the rest of the body of Christ, by other people. So it's important. That's why we read the Bible every day. Why? Because we're staying close to the inflow. That's why we pray every day. Why? Because we're staying close to the Holy Spirit, staying close to the presence of God in our lives. We stay close to the inflow, but we stay close to the outflow as well. We stay connected to those that we're ministering to as well. Conduits are a, are a, a flow through. Look at, look at this picture of this conduit right here. How much flow do you think this thing has? Look at it. God, flow through me. God, just pour into me. Here, here I am, your vessel. Here I am, your conduit, oh God. And how much, how much effectiveness is God going to get? Why? Because it's stuffed up with stuff. It's Constipated, so to speak, it's blocked up, right? There's no flow through. Look at that. Look at this. An, here's another picture of one. Look at this now. There's, there's a little bit of flow through right there, <laughs> right? Can, can we get some water through there? Yeah, but what's the water going to look like on the other end? You think it's going to look as clean as it was on the front end? It's going to look dirty. Yeah, and so, yeah, we could get some, God, just flow through me, God, flow through me. And and then people will ask this question, how can God use people? How can he use people who are in sin? Well, he can use people because people get hardened to sin. But can I tell you, eventually, there's some residue that comes with the the, the things of the Lord. There's some other stuff. There's some, what, what they would say with clean water, some contaminants that come. That's why it's important for us to, that's why it's important for me to, and my wife to, to keep our hearts pure. Why? Because if my heart's not pure, I may be preaching the pure word of God, but some contaminants are going to be coming out. And things that I'm dealing with, you may be dealing with. Things that, uh, that, that I don't take care of in my life, you might not be taking care of in your life. And that's why you see sometimes in ministries or churches, the thing that someone's struggling with, those contaminants begin to feed the atmosphere. And people don't understand what it is in the spirit because they're hearing something and they're like, what's going on? What it is is because there's some things that, and I'm not here to bring judgment. What I am here to, is to say what God's calling us to do. Can someone say amen? God's calling us to have purity. God's calling us to have clean dishes. God's calling us to have be pure vessels that God can flow through, amen? Do you know that's more important than saying, God, why aren't you flowing right now? And God's saying, that's not the point. I could turn on the flow tomorrow. The point is getting the pipes ready, right? If you want a sprinkler system in your front yard, well, I don't know, are there a lot of sprinkler systems out here? They're not. We used to have in California, we had sprinkler systems all the time. If we need water, we had sprinkler systems. In fact, it was illegal to water your grass, it was illegal because we're. We're kind of in a drought, okay, so forever. And so, uh, but in order, if you wanted a sprinkler system, they would have someone and they would lay out all the pipes in the yard and it would take a long time and they would get the whole plan and then they would dig the trenches and then they would get, you know, the, the ditches or whatever and they would lay in the groundwork. Well, you wouldn't say, I'm tired of this. This thing's taking five days. I'm going to go ahead and turn on the pipes. Well, you're going to turn on the pipes, and it's not glued yet. It's not ready yet. They're not prepared yet. They're not in a place yet. And sometimes we're going, God, pour through me, flow through me. And God's saying, no, 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 no. I wouldn't do that to you or to people. See, right now, I'm just saying right now for today, I was saying, Lord, what should I minister on today? And I felt like the Lord was saying on uh, vessels and conduits. Can somebody say that this is for me today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vessels and conduits. Getting to a place that you're available to be used by God. And can I tell you, according to that first scripture we read, when we're at the place, the flow will come. When we're at the place, it'll come at the right time. So he says here, look look at this clogged pipe. Show me another one up here. Look at this one. Look at that. It it has some flow, but it has some contaminants or something. And then show me this other one. Look look at that now. Clean. How much can flow through those? Let me see one more. Look at that. Clean. Clean. How many would say, that's the way I want to be with the Lord? I want to say, just keep that picture up there for a little while. Would you do that? Just keep that picture up there. Lord, help us to be pipes and conduits, Lord, that will be used by you. Just Look up at that picture and pray that over your own life. Lord, help my own heart to have that kind of flow right there. Not even, not even a little half-inch tube, but give me the big flow. <laughs> to where the flow of the Holy Spirit can come through. The flow of the Word of God. The flow of healing. The flow of, of, of seeing people set free and delivered and, and, uh, and come, to, come to Jesus in in. In big numbers, Lord. Just let the flow of the Lord happen. We pray over this city right now. Pray. Come on, pray with me over Memphis right now. We pray that there would be open conduits. We pray that there would be clean vessels, Lord, over this city right now. Pray with me right now over Memphis. Can you do it? Father God, we pray for the flow of the gospel and the flow of the spirit and the flow, Lord, of the word of God to go all over the city in Jesus' name. Lord, in any vessels that are dirty, Lord, clean them up, God. We pray, Lord, that they would be, the, that, that message, Lord, would even go forth, that people would be able to clean things up, Lord, not because of judgment or hurt, God, but so that we can be fit and useful for the Master. Help us, Lord, to be conduits as churches, we pray, as ministers, we pray, to be used for you. And we thank you for it. Thank you for it. In Philippians 2.13, the verse here with the conduit is this. It's God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Notice where God works. He works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. What is he saying? It's God who works in you, but it's God who works through you. In fact, if you look at verse 12 right there, Philippians 2.12, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. I want you to notice this. God works in, but you have to work it out. What is that called? It's called a flow through. In fact, you know what the next verse after that says? I didn't write it down, but it says, so do, things, do everything without complaining or mumbling. Why? Because it's God who's putting the inflow. You're doing the outflow, so don't complain about it. Our only responsibility is to stay hooked up to God, stay hooked up to people, and quit complaining and stay clean. Amen? Somebody received that this morning? Hooked up to God, hooked up to people, and stay clean. And then you have nothing to complain about. Oh, they're, they're, they're this and they're that. Well, you're too. Look at your pipes, right? They're backing me up. Look at, I can't even, they're backed up. Well, you're a little backed up too. It's God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. He works, so he said, he works in you, so work it out. Sometimes we pray, God, work it out, God, work it out. When we should be praying, God, work it in. God, work it in. Flood my heart with your word. Flood my heart with your presence. Flood my heart with worship. Flood my heart with God. And what will happen? Well, there will be an outflow. We begin to have an outflow. God works it in. We work it out. We work it in by hearing his word, hearing his word today, daily prayer, daily Bible reading. And we work it out by walking out his plan, his daily plan for our lives. Why do we need clean conduits? Well, if your channel is full, if your conduit is full, it cannot flow. If your channel is clogged, then it's limited. You have limited flow. Well, I'm flowing. Well, you're dripping. Anyone here at their capacity yet? Yeah? I, w- I want you to pray for me. And if your channel is dirty, then you- you're contaminated. Right? You might say, well, it's flowing. Yeah, it's flowing, but there's some other stuff flowing through it too. It's contaminated. It's contaminated your channel's full it can't flow if your channel's clogged it's limited and your channel's dirty it's it contaminated a little while back I was uh, I was I was tired I was just I hit a wall my 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 uh, my mind was tired I wasn't sleeping like I should and you know it's was going to the holiday mode and I was working hard and um, and I got into the car with my family and we were going out for you know we were going out for lunch or something we hadn't gone out as a family for a little while and we were going out, and I got in the car, and the and the our suburban was filthy. I mean, dirty. And I, I can't take that dirty. And Tiffany was saying our car's so dirty. I said I can't even drive in it. It's so dirty. I just felt like you know I'm, I'm talking that you know our, we have four kids. They're they're dirty. Sometimes. Then I mean, they take showers every day. But you know what I mean. That sometimes sometimes they get dirty. Kids will get dirty. I get it. Uh, we have a four-year-old, you know, and they eat candy in there, and they have it, and it was just dirty, so I said, Tiff, I- I'm really sorry, I I, I don't, I- this may be OCD of me or something, but I need to go get a car wash before we go to lunch, I just can't, I can't even drive in the car, and she goes, okay, well, let's go to, and we went up to one of these self-car washes, you know, where you go in, you vacuum your own car, so we go into this car wash, and we, you know, we, 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 put it through, and we put it on the higher, not the cheap special, but like the one. I said, let's, let's just get it gutted out or something as fast as we can. We paid the extra bucks or whatever. So we go through this car wash, you know, and we're going through, and the thing's clean, and then we whip around. Well, everyone wanted to go to the car wash that day at that time. And so we come around, and then you have to go around to these self-vacuums. You know what I'm talking about, those self-vacuums? Well, we came around, and all of them were full. Like, everyone had this problem today and and so so the guy goes hey you you can't wait right here for these uh, this whole other line of cars you're going to have to go outside and park out in the parking lot you know out here and then I'll wave you in when you're next and i said oh and i'm thinking man my car's dirty i'm hungry uh, you know, we're, we're trying to, and I don't understand this system. You know, he was a young guy, and so I said, Well, that's, yeah, sure, we'll go do it, no problem. We came out and we parked around here, okay, we get over here. Well, then I see another guy that just came out of the car wash, and he goes and just goes, to Get right in line. And I said, Oh, no. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, no. And I look, and the guy who told me to go park around, he's gone. So I said, okay, Tiffany goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm starting up the car. I'm coming back around. So I come back around, and, you know, it, it come back around, and I kind of pull in front of the guy a little bit like this. You know, was, my, my vessel was a little contaminated right there. I was, I, I was pulling up right there. And the guy comes over, and he goes, hey, uh, you, can't park, you can't park here. You're going to have to go park back there. And I said, well, you know, the thing is, sir, I said, um, I understand the system and all that I said but you left and now other cars are coming in front of me and I could be sitting out there for for a long time and I said if you if you'll stand right here and just guide the cars in right I'll go park out there and we'll, the system will work he said I can't stand right here I have other things to do around the car wash and I said well if you have other things to do then I'll stand right here but, but I'm not going to have all these people wait in line. And he goes, I can't have you. I'm going to get in trouble. And he got in my face and I said, well. And, and then someone pulled out. And, he, and I said, well, I'm going to go get that spot right there. It was kind of a perfect time. And he said, no, that lady. And I said, I already talked to that lady. And I did. And she said to go ahead. and. Burn he said, I'm going to need to confirm that. And I just went ahead and I pulled into this, this thing. Well, I'm vacuuming out my car maybe 35 minutes, maybe 45. And the whole time I'm feeling bad. Because I was sharp with this guy. You know what I mean? You ever been there? Is that just me? Okay. I was sharp with this guy. You know, I, I, I thought, oh, man, I, he's a nice guy. He's trying to do his job. He's not doing, I didn't feel like he was doing a, the greatest job. But, but my spirit was bugging me. Does anybody know what I mean? My spirit was bugging me. So I'm looking, I, I kind of keep the guy around. I'm, I'm watching the guy walk back and forth. and do. He's trying to do his job. And all this, so anyway, as soon as we finished, I looked over at Tiffany and said, Do you have any money? She said, How much? I said, Whatever, just give me some money. Do you have some money? So she handed me, I don't know, several ones or whatever, six or whatever bucks. I said, Here, she said, What for? I said, I'm gonna go give it to this guy. This guy's doing a good job. I was mean to him today. And uh, she said, Well, what did you, you know? I wasn't really mean to him, but can I tell you, I wasn't at a place that I was flowing in the spirit (laughs) because what I said to him was the flesh and it was right. <laughs> it was fact, but it wasn't the love of the Lord. So I walked over to him, and I said, hey, uh, he walks up, and he goes, yeah, you know, I'm a big, <laughs> he walks up, and he's all, yeah, and I go, hey, I just wanted to, and I, I put some money in his hand, I said, hey, I just want to tell you, you're doing a really good job, it's Christmas time, and I said, you didn't deserve my my sharpness in that. I said, you're doing a good job and, you know, I'm just trying to get my car washed. He said, no, 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 I can't take the money. I said, no, 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 you need to take the money. I said, you need to take the money. I said, but will you forgive me for that? Oh, yeah, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I said, Merry Christmas to you. You know, we both went our separate ways. But can I tell you internally, if I would have just let that go by, you would have said, well, what's the big deal? The big deal... Is something else would have happened later on that day. And then the next day, something else would have happened. And something else the next day would have happened. And this contaminant on the inside, I don't have a a tenderness anymore. To catch the heart of the Lord for people. That who cares if I waited a few extra minutes? I don't what was well, it wasn't right. Well, I don't know what else I should have done, but here's what I do know I shouldn't have taken it out on that guy. And my own heart, God in my own heart was telling me, keep the channel clear. Keep your heart clear. And if I would have stopped, I can tell you because I've done it in my life. And it's one thing, and then it's the other thing, and then it's the other thing, it's the other thing. I remember a time in my life to where I, man, I can tell you right now if anyone said unforgiveness against someone. I can tell you, I can't remember the last time in my life I've had unforgiveness against people. People who've wronged me. People who've done things. People who've said things. I just have nothing in my heart against anyone. They don't owe me an apology. They don't owe me anything. I have nothing in my heart against them. But, but I do remember a time in my life where I lived that way for a long time and all of a sudden someone did something to me and I held just a little grudge. Just held a little grudge. And it was right. Right. They shouldn't have done that. But then about three or four days later, someone else ticked me off and did something else. I held something else. It was about three or four weeks later that I had, I had about seven people that I had things against. Just little things. And they all came up in my heart when I was worshiping one day. Because do you remember the Lord says, if you're in, if you're offering a sacrifice to God, and something comes up against a brother or sister, stop what you're doing, put down your hands, walk over to the brother if they're in church, walk outside, call them on the cell phone, and say, would you forgive me? Why? Because He said you you can't just work. The flow's not just this way. The flow's got to be this way too. The conduit's got to be clean, not just, well, between me and God, it's okay. No, our pipes run all over. They don't run just between us and God. Just while you're sitting there, I'm going to read these couple more scriptures. It says, where is workmanship created in Christ for good works, which God's prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God's already prepared the works, but we do have to walk it out. First Timothy 5.22 says, don't lay hands on anyone hastily nor share in other people's sins, but keep yourself pure. You know what he's saying? He's saying don't just go after talented people. Can I tell you as a startup church here where we are, I'm tempted to just look for talented people. But God says don't do it. God says find people whose hearts are pure. And I found a lot of people already that hearts are pure before the Lord. He says don't lay hands on people hastily. Don't share in people's sins. Keep your heart pure. It's not just about talent. It's not just about progress. It's about staying connected, staying pure before the Lord. 1 John 5 says this, We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one doesn't touch him. Some of you want to know, why is the enemy beating me up? The Bible says keep yourself. And if you would keep yourself, the enemy won't touch you. says in Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow and no evil will befall you. No plague. Why is the enemy beating your brains out? (laughs) Keep yourself under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm not saying you won't have things come up against you, but it won't win. He says, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. So little children, listen, keep yourself from idols. Keep yourself from idols. The whole world lies under the sway. Keep yourself from idols. The very first commandment in the Bible was, you have no other gods before me. When he's talking about idols, he's not just talking about Buddhas or things that we would bow to because we won't do that. But what are idols in our lives today? Anything that's ahead of God. Any thoughts, any habits, any dependencies, any pleasures. Any things that's coming ahead of God. For many years, for me, it was music. It was CDs. I just loved music. Sometimes I'd love music more than God. And I'd take my CDs and I'd throw them away. Then a month later, I'd go back and buy them. It was an expensive hobby. But I just didn't want anything to help me to, to have in, in the place of me and God. Today, there may be other things in our lives pleasure, money, entertainment, television, social media. Food, alcohol, friendships, entertainment. God, if there's any idols in our lives, can you just repent right now before the Lord? Lord, if there's any idols in our lives, anything, God. We're not here to, not here to bring any judgment, Lord, against anyone, God, but we're here to have open hearts, clean vessels, open hearts, God, that you can flow through. And you promised in your word that if we would cleanse ourselves from those things, that will be useful to you. Help our church to be a useful church. Lord, I pray that the atmosphere at Memphis Tabernacle would be a clean atmosphere. That our hearts would be open to you, oh God. That you can flow through and you can trust, God. Not because we have it all together. Not because we have all the talent. Lord, but because we have Clean hearts and open vessels and open conduits, Lord, for you. Father, we thank you for these things. In the name of Jesus. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.